This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks, show number 248, recorded on February 11th, 2016. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in Bellevue, Nebraska. A warmer Bellevue, Nebraska, apparently, than it is on the East Coast at the moment. And, of course, we post the show with world-class show notes each week out at TheAverageGuy.tv. If you can join us live, we'd love to have you join us live through our new mobile app uh, that's available to you. Uh, a great way, if you're traveling, to get that stream at Very light streaming. You can catch it just about anywhere. And then I'm still trying to verify, uh, in fact, LastPass sponsors our mobile app for us. So if you go to homegadgetgeeks.com, both links are in there to be able to download that that uh, that app, uh, to both for your iPhone Android. Uh, Amber, thank you for LastPass's sponsorship of that. We've had a good run on the, on the app. We'll talk a little bit more later. But, of course, LastPass sponsors that, and uh, a great way to just get the show when you're on the road and I'm trying to verify the airlines because not all of them, some of them are blocking some streaming now, and I don't know if Spreaker is one of those that gets blocked, but if you're on the road and you want to listen to it, download the app, just have it on your phone, just as a backup, homegadgetgeeks.com, and uh, the links are there to get it done. Of course, Home Gadget Geeks is the part of the Geeks Network. You can find the link to this show and many other great podcasts out at thegeeksnetwork.com. All right, well, we are in the very last days of being able to get Amber Gott onto the show. She's going to be taking some leave away from LastPass. Of course, Amber is a good friend of the show and has been on several times. Amber, welcome back to Home Gadget Geeks. Thanks for having me back. Now, we have a lot to talk about tonight. Before we do that, we brought Uyghur back in as well. And of course, he is fresh off of an open mic night from, did you do that last night? Mike? Oh, no, we took, We had the week off. Oh, you took it off. So President's yeah. Day, kind of just like, eh, now we're making enough money. <laughs> We don't really even need to podcast anymore. Is that no, kind of yeah, we we had a uh, we had a lot of stuff going on to say the least this week. So it's been fun. All right. Well, with no, but a suit and scrubs. Do we have a new suit and scrubs from you coming out uh, Monday? Yeah. All right. Awesome. No, yep. doing very well. You want to catch suit and scrubs? Amber, suit and scrubs is Mike and his wife talking. They they just were married for a year. They just celebrated their first year, and so they Aww. podcast about their marriage. It's super good. So if you ever want a nice podcast, it's not tech. It's not serial. It's not, you know, whatever. It's not comedy. It is kind of comedy. Yeah, but it's yeah. Good. It's well, that, that's the goal. People laugh. You know, people can, yeah. you're not laughing at us. You're laughing with us. That's the hope. But sometimes we know it's, it's laughing at us. So check that out. Of course, uh, all, his podcast, Open Mic Night, Suit and Scrubs, all available uh, out at uh, the Geeks Network, thegeeksnetwork.com. Um, Amber, welcome back. Glad to have you. I know you are um, you're getting close to a very significant event in your life, and I know that's going to be just a great day. Uh, we're not here to talk about that though, because there's been some <laughs> great things that are going on at LastPass. Uh, six months ago or so, when we had you on last, I had just uh, or when no, I had just been out to DC about six months ago. I think how long how long has it been since you guys announced the and what are you calling it? Merger acquisition? What with LogMeIn? Tell us a little bit about that. Um, so, it, you know, acquisition is is the right word, um, and that was announced in October. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, four I had or five just months. been in the office. It was Tuesday. <laughs> you guys so wanted to tell me, but you couldn't. I sensed that later. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. It's, you know what? Hey, kudos to you. I totally would have, if it had been in the, the reverse, I totally would have spilled the beans. So, and you guys were very pro. Um, about it, and I so I got home. I was a little hurt. I'm not gonna lie. I, oh, I thought I was a trusted guy, but um, I think that next Thursday you guys made the announcement about LogMeIn. That made some big news. Tell us a little bit about if you can just kind of go back to that. Uh, kind of give us your point of view on what and why, and just some of the pieces. What are some of the media pieces you've been talking about over the last six months with this uh, acquisition? Um, you know, well, when you say the what and the why, I assume you mean like kind of, you know, why us and, you know, yeah. why them. Yep. Um, you know, I, I think there just was a really good fit there um, from a mission standpoint. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've read our blog post, Jim, but, you know, just kind of 
expanding into the future of identity and access management. You know, it's a huge problem facing consumers and businesses, and it's something that was already a priority of LogMeIn's, and it just aligned really well with, you know, the problems that we've been trying to solve. Um, and so, you know, I think just like I said, from a mission perspective, um, you know, they kind of have more experience in the business, um, you know, software as a service. Uh, and so obviously LastPass we kind of bridge both the consumer and the business so I think just we're strengthening that you know identity and access management mission and and now we can kind of you know meld that together and, and LastPass has benefited a lot you know access to more resources access to more developers um, you know I think we see it as we're going to be able to provide an even better service for our users and you know hopefully um, the release of 4.0 and some of the other exciting stuff that's been coming out is already kind of showing, starting to show the fruits of, of that, um, you know, acquisition. Yeah. The most important question, did they take away the ping pong table with the acquisition? <laughs> that's still no. there, right? <laughs> the ping pong table is still there, uh, no, most importantly. <laughs> and, but so when you talk about new, so access to developers and some, you know, some additional resources, has it been long enough that some of that stuff, I know it takes a while for those things to kind of happen, and was that something that happened quickly, or are you guys still trying to, you know, you, you've got to, again, it takes, sometimes it takes a while to do that. Is that yeah. something that happened quickly, or is it still, you're still waiting on it? I mean, of course, there's going to be a transition period. Um, you know, you got to get people up to speed. Um, you know, each company has different processes in place. You know, of course, it comes with the territory. But, um, you know, I think in general we've seen that the teams have worked, you know, very quickly to kind of get on board with each other. I mean, I think everyone at LogMeIn was really excited about LastPass joining, and LastPass has been really excited. So there's just been a lot of good collaboration. And, you know, um, yeah, I, I think uh, both on the product side but then on other sides of the company as well, there's already been a lot of... Um, working together and, and um, taking advantage of those new resources. Good. Um, from a pricing structure standpoint, everything has stayed the same, right? We're still yeah. at, the, at the $12 annual um, for if you can do mobile only or you can do PC only, but if you put the two together at this point, right, that's still $12 annual. Yep. Has there been, you know, uh, LogMeIn was one of those companies that is known for acquiring and then kind of raising prices or raising value a little bit. Are you guys, and I know you can't talk about anything in the future, but is there, are there things we need to know about from a price perspective, or are you trying to hold it at that $12 price point? Yeah, um, there's no plans for that, you know, right now, and we're very committed to maintaining the service and continuing to provide a good service, you know, with um, the user base that we already support. So, you know, um, that's what I can say for now, and, and you know, we're, we're excited about the stuff that we're working on, and, and we're excited, you know, with LastPass 4.0, we're delivering an even better service for, you know, our free users and, you know, our premium and enterprise users as well. So, um, you know, we're just working hard to make the product better for everyone. No, very good. The logo changed all of a sudden on us. I think this is something uh, just in the last day or so that we're seeing. Can you talk a little bit about the rebranding? Was that something planned in advance that's rolling out now or is that part of the, you know, kind of the plans with Logman? Um, it predated the acquisition actually um, and you know, what I can say is it actually originated from a trademark issue, um, but when we were looking at doing 4.0 anyway, it was kind of an opportunity to revisit kind of the, you know, the brand and the logo as a part of um, 4.0. So the timing, we just kind of launched it, um, you know, in tandem and, and kind of t really incorporated the same you know, look and feel that we were going for with LastPass 4.0 to just kind of refresh the uh, logo and icon as well. So you, um, if you're a user currently, you probably won't see it everywhere yet, um, but over the next several weeks, it's just kind of slowly rolling out across, you know, the product and the apps and um, everywhere that you're using LastPass. Yeah, it's made its way to my or the Chrome extension. So if you go up into the browser, <laughs> the logo's already changed up there. Of course, we yep. see it go into the vault in the browser, it's there. Um, I think, um, has the mobile app uh, changed yet? Will we see Will we see that on, um, like, iPhone? 
Last I checked, it hadn't gone out yet. yet. Um, yet. But yeah, in the you know in the near future, you know on the website it's already there as well. So um, you know, and and we're making users aware of it. We put it up in our blog, and you'll see the in-product notifications about it. And um, you know, we emailed our active users. Um, so we of course want people to be aware of the ch the change and not be free freaked out. You know, when they see that their password manager has updated. Um, yeah, three dots in a in a in a pipe. What were you guys shooting for in that in that brand? What were you hoping to, as you rebrand? What were you hoping to represent with that? Well, you know, I think the asterisk was traditionally a symbol that you would see in a password field, um, but actually logging in nowadays, you usually just see dots when you're authenticating. Um, so I think there it was tying into just kind of that new modern authentication symbol. Um, and you know, I don't. A lot of people don't know this, but the the four asterisks actually spelled out word. So, you know, the full LastPass logo was LastPass word, but word was masked. Um, so we've actually kind of held on to that, you know, with having the dot 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 bar, um, but just kind of refreshed it. And you know, it's it's simple, it's clean, um, and it kind of reflects the look and feel of you know LastPass 4.0. Yeah, I like it. Not a major. Did the did the font change on the on the logo itself? Did did that go through a change? Or is it um, same? You know, I don't know for sure. My I believe it it's the same. Um, but I would hate to say that and be wrong. Yeah. So. No, no, it's fine. I was <laughs> just looking at it. I was sure. like, is that was that the same <laughs> font? You know, it's always nice to get the refresh from that standpoint. Let's talk that. To be honest, logo not all that important when we think about it. End user experience. I mean, it's it's rolling out, but that doesn't change anything. What did change, right? When we think about the end user experience, was V4, and so that came out. I think that that came out in the enterprise first, right, with the enterprise version, and then that began to roll to consumers. Is that how that came? And then is everybody on V4 at this point? And and what are the options? So version four was first released at the beginning of January, and we um, have started rolling out, you know, auto updates. But not every user on every platform will have seen the auto updates yet. So, for example, Chrome users would have already seen the auto update, but IE users, for example, um, won't have seen the auto update yet. Um, you can get all of the updates from LastPass.com. Uh, so, if you want to just manually, you know, reinstall LastPass, you can you can grab the updates for your browser. Um, but you know, and then some some stores we have to submit, you know, for App Store approval. Um, so Firefox, for example, once it's submitted to the store, then the Firefox users will see it auto updated, etc. So it just kind of depends on what browser you're using. Um, but like I said, you can always grab it from LastPass.com if you don't want to wait for the auto updates to come out. Yeah, and it 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 has significantly changed when we think about what it looks like from a from a UI standpoint. We've kind of gone from a list to a box uh, scenario. Can you talk a little bit about that? What's the thinking behind providing that functionality? And what are you hoping the user experience will change? Or what were you trying to change with the user experience to make it better? Yeah, you know, I, I think um, it's just a much more visual experience. Uh, so, you know, now when you open your vault, there's uh, you know, it's it's very colorful, but in a way that very clearly delineates, you know, the menus and then your your vault items and then you know the search bar, um, and the left navigation. You've got really clear access now to all of your tools. You know, the new sharing center is there, which we can talk about a little bit more in detail. So I just think the organization is just a little bit better in the vault. It's a little clearer, you know, how to get to what you need to manage your data. But from a vault perspective, you know, now we have these icons that are, you know, kind of more like tiles, and it's just at a glance you can more easily see your notes and the websites that you have stored, you know, your passwords for. So, um, you know, just from a, you know, a management perspective, like I said, it's 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 more visual at a glance. You can see your information um, a little more clearly. So, you know, and it's it's. Um, I think it's a little more modern looking, you know, that's what we were going for. Um, you know, this it was a pretty big redesign and we really wanted to kind of bring a more modern look and feel to the service, you know, across all the platforms we support. 
No, I like it. And, you know, you get the option of kind of, and you, you kind of standardize this. You get the options of the bigger boxes or the more uh, the more uh, list style, which kind of, mm-hmm. but you don't lose, you you begin to bring in some icons. There are some, you have some branding for each one of those sites. So the visual branding is very easy. If I, so for buffer, you're pulling in the buffer icon. So it's easy for me to see and to recognize that, which was in the old vault hard sometimes to recognize because it was more, built by an engineer and it was more line by line by line, right? <laughs> Everything was super tight and super close, which was really, really efficient. But sometimes, you know, I have 400 passwords or whatever that I protect in here. And it's sometimes hard to find uh, those when you're looking for them. And now you have a visual cue um, that ex- exists in there. Anything yeah. else when you think about just the landing page and what you're trying to do with V4 and that, anything else in that section you want to highlight of things that changed or, or before we kind of move on? Well, I think like you said, there's a grid view and there's a list view. So if you still kind of prefer more of that list view like the old, um, interf- the previous interface, then you can, you know, use the list view. And there's also a compact view option. Um, so, you know, when you first load 4.0, it's pretty um, large, which is, you know, great if you prefer kind of that larger view, but then you can click, there's actually an icon that's a magnifying glass and it's that's the compact view. So that kind of zooms you out a little bit if you want to be able to see more things at once. Um, and it actually has the same density as you would have gotten with 3.0, so you're seeing the same amount of data, but just kind of with the new 4.0 design. Um, so yeah, compact and then grid and list, you know, those are great ways for you to organize your vault, you know, kind of whatever your preference differences. If you you right-click, you know, if you're in the vault and you right-click on an item, um, you've still got access to all of your tools, you know, copy username, copy password, share, um, you know, and there's some floating icons when you hover over the site, and so that also gives you quick access to tools. So, you know, 4.0 is just great because it's a lot easier to move things around, um, you know, grab your passwords if you need to copy them out of the browser. Um, we've just tried to really give, you know, easy, quick access to um, to your data in your vault. If I'm accessing LastPass on a browser on a mobile device, did that, did that experience, did, is this design better on the mobile then? Because it's a little bit, you know, it's not so tiny. I, sometimes that was, so is that, is that the case? Um, so are you you are you referring to the mobile vault like yeah, if you were at lastpass.com? Yeah, if I was, if I went straight mobile browser right into the vault as opposed to using one of the apps. Okay. Yeah, so um, the 4.0 vault hasn't really been optimized uh, for smartphones. Um, it 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 is optimized for tablet, so you could use it there if you want to go to lastpass.com. Um, you know, on the smartphones currently, we've updated our apps with the 4.0 experience, and that's really kind of the better, um, that's what we recommend, you know, for the best experience on your on your smartphone. Okay, and browser plugin still the best way to go for both Android, Firefox, and uh, IE? Yeah, we you know we always recommend using the extensions um, for the best experience with LastPass because when you've got the extension installed in your browser, LastPass is able to interact with you as you browse. Um, so if if you're a desktop user, you know whatever your browser or browsers of choice are, you should definitely install the extension for the best experience. Of course, you know the Web Vault is there if you ever need it. You know if you're on a computer where you can't install your extension. Um, or if you're borrowing a computer temporarily, um, then you might want to use the web vault. But yeah, always recommend the extension. It's it's secure. It's um, and it's really the best experience with LastPass. Okay, now I know you're going to blame Microsoft for this, but what about Edge? <laughs> when are you know? When are we? And you're, I know you're waiting for extension support, but any any update on that at all? When we think about the Edge browser. Um, I mean, you know, I, I've just seen that they keep saying it's coming soon. So, you know, I, I hope that within the first half of 2016, you know, it would be great to see it. Um, but, you know, just like everyone else, we're kind of just waiting um, for them to release that. Okay. And then when we think about the options, you know, secure notes, we talked about this. Any changes uh, when we think about the secure notes or the, the form fill in those two categories? Those have been pretty standard. Any changes there? No, I mean, they got a visual refresh, you know, kind of like the rest of the product, um, but, you know, notes are the same. There's a lot of great templates that you can use for different types of data, you know, storing 
memberships and driver's licenses and credit cards, you know, anything that you might want to keep a secure encrypted record of. Still support attachments, so if you want to attach documents or images um, to your secure notes, you can do that as well. And form fill profiles, you know, still the same. Um, you know, you can create a profile and when you're browsing online, you know, LastPass can autofill that information for you, you know, if you're filling out a shipping form or a billing form or, you know, you're making a payment online, um, LastPass makes that really easy. Um, so still great features, not a lot of uh, change there. You want to talk a little bit about the Sharing Center? You you had highlighted that a little bit earlier and, uh, and so the opportunity to manage kind of shared folders and shared with others and share me. Talk a little bit about what you guys are doing there with uh, with the Sharing Center. Yeah, well, you know, just kind of taking a step back, you know, if, if there's anyone kind of listening in that's that's not super familiar with the password manager, um, you know, LastPass obviously can remember your usernames and passwords for any accounts that you um, use when you go online. Um, obviously, a lot of the stuff that we do online these days, uh, or I'm sorry, a lot of the things we do in our lives these days is online. Uh, you know, we manage pretty much everything for our households and for work um, online. And so LastPass obviously makes it a lot easier, but you might also find that you need to share passwords with other people in your life. So it could be a spouse, it could be a family member, um, even, you know, coworkers and uh, business partners. I mean, there's just tons of different scenarios where you might need to share a password. And so that's also something that LastPass can do for you. Once you've stored your passwords in LastPass, you can actually share them securely with other people as well. Um, obviously, when you share through LastPass, it's encrypted, so it's a lot more secure than sharing, you know, by like texting it or scribbling it on a piece of paper. Um, there's really no accountability there if, if you're sharing through those methods, and, and obviously it's not encrypted, so it's not as safe. Um, but with our with our new 4.0 update, we've got a sharing center, so it's actually super easy now to not only share items but also to to just manage those shared items. So in your sharing center you can easily see the items that you've shared with other people and that other people have shared with you. Um, and if you're a premium user or if you're using our enterprise product for Teams, uh, there's actually shared folders as well. So you can share, you know, a large amount of, or a large number of sites all at once, all within a folder, um, and then you can give one or more people access to that entire folder of passwords and notes. Um, so the sharing center is great. There's a lot of different applications for it. Like I said, spouses, family members, um, business partners, you know, anyone who you might need to share a password with, it's just, it's a really convenient way to do that. So the sharing, it's a free level, or even if I buy the, the $12 annual fee, I can share passwords. The folder functionality comes when I go to business and enterprise. Is that are those the two? Did I get that right? Um, premium gets premium. one shared folder. You know, it's okay. kind of like a family shared folder with with LastPass Premium. Enterprise has unlimited folders. So obviously, in the workplace, you know, teams might need to share folders, coworkers might need to share folders, or even there could be a folder for the entire organization. Um, so yeah, enterprise has unlimited, and that's that's really for the teams. We were talking with Nathaniel Lindley last week. He's a LastPass Enterprise user there in the school district that they're a part of, and he says this shared folders has become really handy for what they're doing, and, and they use a ton of that. Um, you'd said unlimited, and I'd said, wow, unlimited. And Well, when you think about storing passwords, that's not a lot of data, right? You guys, uh, you know, that's not a lot of data being swapped around or being shared. Still encrypted. You guys can't see it. Oh, you have to be logged in to see it, right? I mean, that's that's kind of just as secure as your passwords are in the vault, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's um, it's uh, public-private key cryptography, um, which is uh, very kind of a, a, a um, uh, complicated topic to explain. But essentially, it just means that you and the sharer are able to, um, you know, securely transmit the data, but LastPass as the third party still never has your key to the data. We just um, we just transmit it for you. Um, so yeah, just as secure as using LastPass. Um, you know, we never have your key, so your data is for your eyes only. Yeah, I'm trying to log in right now, and it's not letting me in. I think I'm typing the wrong password. So <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> So that piece is working uh, as we go. Um, yeah, one of the problems uh, was I created a super complicated password that you can't necessarily type while you're talking. 
Um, any any updates to the security? You know, the security challenge piece of what you do is, I, for me, kind of the most important part of this. And every time you have me on, or I have you on, you guys scare the bejesus out of me, and I end up <laughs> spending all weekend. I won't be able to do it this weekend, but I spend all weekend fixing my accounts. I see now that I'm in the in the toolbar. I'm at a whopping 56%, which is probably ah. not great. I probably need to spend some time. Talk for someone who's not familiar with the security challenge. Talk a little bit about it, and then any enhancements or any new things coming to that. Sure. So once you start adding your passwords to LastPass to, to your vault, um, you can run the security challenge. And it, it's basically an audit of what you've stored in your vault. So LastPass starts to tell you if you've got weak passwords or if your passwords are being reused across multiple sites. Um, it actually can even flag passwords that are old you know, maybe passwords that you haven't updated in a year or more. Um, and it also can tell you if passwords have been involved in known data breaches. Uh, so, for example, um, Adobe had a really uh, big breach a couple years ago. So if you've got an adobe.com, you know, login stored in your vault, LastPass will say, hey, are you uh, aware that this happened? You might want to go update your password. So anyway, the audit just kind of pulls all this information together and then gives you a security score. Um, <laughs> and so, Jim, it sounds like you're at 50-something percent, uh, but you, you're scored 0 to 100. Uh, so obviously 100 is as strong as you can get. And so once you, once LastPass tells you what passwords you've got that are weak or, you know, that, that are duplicated, um, you can go out and start making changes and actually improve your passwords by using LastPass to generate new ones and then store those on your, uh, store them in your vault once you've submitted the changes to, you know, your web accounts. Um, so yeah, it's a great tool for improving your password security. It's super important to have a different password for every single account. Um, you know, it's funny. A lot of people sometimes when you know when I tell people about LastPass and what it is, um, you know, they say, "Well, no one." I mean, for example, my Fitbit account. No one would want to hack my Fitbit account. It doesn't matter if I reuse my password on Fitbit. Well, it's really interesting. We've seen breach breaches, you know, or, or hacks, I guess, uh, where. People have been logging into Fitbit accounts with breached credentials from other websites. So, you know, XYZ website had a breach. Then they started trying to log in on Fitbit. And then the attackers were ordering, or yeah, they were um, kind of making replacement requests and ordering new devices through user accounts and then selling them on the black market. So yeah, you know, you as a user, you weren't defrauded necessarily, but your account was still used to kind of, you know, defraud the company. So even when we think like, oh, they wouldn't want to hack me or, oh, that's not an important account, it, you could actually find yourself in some very bizarre circumstances. So it's, it's super important to use a, a different secure password at every single website and to update a password immediately if you hear that, you know, a service has had a security issue. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down at 16%. So oh, no. <laughs> I have a lot of work to do. The first time I've ever run wow, that. I don't feel not, so bad. <laughs> it's not looking too hot. Now, is that because of password reuse or because of weak passwords? All, all of the above. Oh, no. <laughs> Which I don't think, I, I never thought mine were weak. I, I mean, they're just very random letters and numbers, so I thought they were decent, but apparently not decent enough. Yeah, well, there's some folks checking in, and we won't say their names to protect the innocent, right? But, but we have we see a 47 percent. I see another 57 percent uh, out there. So, it sounds like in our community we've got a pretty good chance that we should be busy this weekend going in. Amber, you guys have made it easy for us by there are a group of sites that are very common where you've created this auto change, mm -hmm. and I, I think I don't remember 80 maybe, or maybe it was less, or maybe it was more. What are you up to, and do you continue to add um, to that auto change? In other words, one click, set it, it goes in, auto changes it for you, and boom, you're done. Right? There's nothing I really have to do for the most part to get that changed. Although I do have, for me, my wife and I share this Amazon account, and she knows what the password is. If I go and change that, she, I'm gonna. Maybe that's not such a bad thing if I lock her out of. <laughs> <laughs> My wife wants to lock me out of Amazon. That's the real deal. It doesn't matter if she's locked out. Well, Amber, I think I'm going to add, actually, this is every time we have you on, I add something, right? I did dual factor the last time we were on, two factor. Mm -hmm. And yep. this time I'm going to add shared 
passwords. So I'm going to create an account for her and because I want to be able to do this, I want to be able to change my Amazon to something more complicated. I make it easy so she can remember it, but that's one of those things I want to change. Have you have you seen any more? Have you taken on any more sites? Is that a is that something you guys continue to work on? Um, we didn't release any with 4.0, but it does support about a um, hundred currently. And yeah, like you said, yes, we focused on kind of the most popular sites or sites that we know have had um, security issues. You know that that might be more critical for users to update. Um, and it's nice because in the security challenge, they're all kind of organized in one spot, so you can see all the sites that that do support that one-click password change. You know, with with auto auto password change. Um, and it, it is nice because it just kind of, you know, it goes into the background in your browser and just kind of sits there and does the work for you. Um, and you can kind of, you know, carry on while LastPass is sitting there, you know, making better passwords for you. Um, so it is a great feature. Um, and, you know, it would be great to expand it in the future. Yeah, is that is that on the roadmap? I mean, is that something you guys will continue to do as you progress forward to get more and more sites? Um, I don't know specifics um, or really have an ETA, but you know, I, I think that we obviously recognize the value there, and uh, so you know, I think it would be great if we can expand it in the future. Yeah, good, good. I used to be able. There was a site I used to be able to go to to check the email, my email accounts as well, to see if they were part of compromised. Mm -hmm. Is that still available in 4.0, and where would I find that? Um, so that should. That's a good question. Um, Last time I checked, I thought that that opened by default when you run the security challenge. So if you're not seeing it, it could mean you don't currently have any outstanding alerts for any of your email addresses. Um, but when it does load, it would show you like um, you know all of the emails in your in, stored in your vault, and it would say, "Hey, do you want us to check um, against these?" emails for, you know, known breaches. Um, that's a good question. I can follow up on that for you. I, 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 I thought it was just by default when you open the security challenge, but but now that you say that, I, I'm not 100% okay. sure. No. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to hope, because I don't have any email. <laughs> Mike, uh, did you have any email accounts show up on your security screen when you first no. opened it up? So, nope. Yeah, Amber, check that for me, because that was always a helpful... Yeah. That's That was one of those really nice things because we've had, for a while, it seemed like we were having one breach after another on email yeah. addresses. And uh, that seems to have died down. I think the email providers have got maybe their act together. And they're not, uh, th that's not happening as much as it used to, but maybe not. Uh, Mark Robinson had asked, does LastPass Premium work on multiple PCs, i.e. my laptop, my home, la my work laptop, my home laptop, home devices, or... Is it and, it and is it $12 per device or is it per account? Yeah, great questions. Um, actually, if you get started on a laptop or a desktop, it's free to sync across those devices um, as long as you stay within that platform type. Um, but if you want to add mobile access, you know, if you want to add smartphone or tablet sync to that as well, that's when you need to upgrade to the $12 per year premium. Um, so wherever you get started, that's the platform you can continue to use and you can sync across those devices for free. And then premium, unlimited sync, unlimited devices, it's just one $12 charge for all of those devices and any new devices. So, you know, if you go out and buy a new tablet and a new smartphone this year, uh, you know, you just log in, you know, no extra charge, you're still just on the $12 plan. No, oh, very cool. Um, it's always, for $12, it's just such a great deal. And, and uh, you know, I'll, again, I'll say our community was a little alarmed at first, like, oh, let's not, I hope we don't lose the $12 because that's such a great price point. So I'll speak on behalf of the thousands of, of our the, the listeners here at Home Gadget Geek. Don't let them change anything. And uh, we, we'd like them to just keep it. It's a great, very fair price, and I think everybody is very willing to pay that uh, when we think about um, you know the annual premium with it. So very good. Anything else when we think about it? doesn't look like on the admin console when you're dealing with your own stuff, the dual-factor authentication. It doesn't look like that section has changed very much. Still brings up a separate dialog box. A lot of those options are the same. Anything new in there as far as when we think about profile information that's worth highlighting? Um, not really a lot new in account settings either, no. Okay. Good. Well, that'll save on having us uh, having to check out new things. Uh, <laughs> all the two-factor op uh, authentication options still the same. Have you added anything new to those, uh, or is there any new ways of doing it? Um, not yet. Uh, 
Although, you know, if, if, um, if you are new to the mobile apps, you know, just a reminder, we do support, um, a lot of people love the fingerprint um, integration that we have on the mobile apps. Um, it's a great way to, um, you know, unlock the LastPass app on the mobile device. Uh, so that's a cool feature. It, it's been around for a little while now with, with um, our last updates, but, you know, something um, not a lot of people know about. So, um, yeah, the, I mean, the mobile apps are, have some, some great new, you know, features as well. Um, they've, they've got expanded sharing features just like the desktop versions do. And we haven't talked about it yet, but emergency access um, is available now across all of our platforms as well. Now, what does that mean? Let's just talk about it right now. What does emergency access mean? Yeah, so emergency access really was developed with the idea that if something were to happen to you, um, you know, would your loved ones or your spouse or, you know, whoever might need to take care of things after something were to happen to you, you know, would they have the passwords that they need to either carry out your final wishes or to carry on with life, you know, themselves. Um, you know, for example, sometimes one spouse pays all the bills and the other one might not know how to do that or they might not know what the passwords are, you know, or, or even, you know, what the logins are. So emergency access really was created for people who want to give a trusted contact, you know, or a loved one, um, the ability to request access to the vault uh, if something were to happen to them. So uh, it's really easy to get started. Um, you know, you just go into your vault. In the left navigation, you'll see the emergency access center. And from there, you can invite someone that is a trusted contact uh, to be your emergency access contact. And it sends an invite to them. If, if they're not already a LastPass user, it, you know, prompts them to get started, which takes a minute. And then at any point in the future, should that emergency situation arise, you know, you know, if, if kind of the worst happens, um, that person can request access to the vault and then they will have everything they need to, you know, continue to manage, um, whether it's, you know, manage the household or just carry out your final wishes. Um, it's not meant to be used as a sharing feature. So not not to be confused with requesting, you know, passwords for in order, you know, to share kind of on a day-to-day -day basis. That's what the sharing center is for. Emergency access is really just for emergency situations and, and really should the worst, you know, happen um, unexpectedly. And tell me again where I find that. So if you're in the vault and you open the left navigation, you should see an emergency access um, item in the menu. Um, if you're an enterprise, if you're a LastPass enterprise user, you won't see it <laughs> in the vault. It's <laughs> okay, like so, I'm not seeing that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the enterprise plan, so yeah. it it um, I, I don't I don't see it from there. So that's where they would do it. So can I? So as an enterprise, so I'm on the enterprise side. Can I do that, or is that only available in the premium or or, or the? Um, there's a, a, a different recovery policy for admins on LastPass Enterprise, so we encourage admins to use that option if they want to have this kind of backup recovery feature, and the emergency access really is for our consumer users currently. I should yeah. probably have you guys downgrade me out of the enterprise, so I get the, <laughs> the more, because it's one of those kinds of things where you set me up, we were doing a lot of testing and some working, and you guys set me up on this, and I think we just left it, and, uh, and it's 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 cool having it, although I don't use it to its full extent from that standpoint. So maybe if we think about it, I can do the do the downgrade to the premium <laughs> and, uh, and and call that good. Would would be helpful. A uh, couple comments in the chat uh, about um, a good feature to have that emergency feature for folks. That is a big concern because, like in our case, my wife knows a few passwords, but she doesn't know hardly any of them. Mike, in your situation, how? How savvy is Hannah with all the stuff that you're doing? Uh, could she get she, could she get to everything, or could you get to everything? Uh, she could she could get to most things. Uh, there are a few things that maybe not, and a lot of things probably that don't really matter to her. But she knows a few of the passwords. But this would definitely. I actually just sent the email to <laughs> Hannah. I was like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do this. She doesn't have an account, so we'll have to go over and do that when she gets home. But uh, it would be definitely a uh, pain 
if if something happened, the other person would be kind of out of luck, especially when it comes to like credit cards and stuff like that with all of our, you know, we just got married a year ago, so we're still in the process of bringing all those together. And so actually right now would probably be a good time to do it because we do still have all these separate things. We're not all on one account. Amber, any changes? on? You mentioned the fingerprint reader on, and I use that all the time on my iPhone uh, to, to get into LastPass. Super convenient. However, the iPhone has some limitations because of the way Apple does some crazy, you know, militaristic kind of things about their phone. Um, I'm mostly saying that for Mike Wieger's sake. Yeah, but, they, they, they do. <laughs> um, any, have there been any hints of any changes to allow a better integration with LastPass on the iPhone? Because on Android it really works like it does on the PC where it'll autofill and it's super convenient. It's one of the big things I miss about moving from Android to iPhone. Any any updates on that or are we still pretty much just shut out? Yeah, um, you know, unfortunately Apple doesn't really have the accessibility. That's really what it is. is it's an accessibility feature on Android. Um, it's, it's built into their platform. Um, but, you know, iOS, I can't remember if we've talked about this in a previous show, but they support extensions now in Safari, so that basically means you can load LastPass into your Safari extensions bar, um, kind of like on the desktop. So if you are browsing in the mobile browser on Safari, you know LastPass can still fill um, passwords there. Um, Chrome on iOS also supports extensions. So, you know, having the LastPass extension in the mobile browser is uh, definitely a, a you know a big a big difference. Um, App fill is really kind of where the limitation is. You know, on Android, we as long as the app itself doesn't block um, password managers, you know, we can pretty much detect and fill any app login. iOS, the app developers have to go out and add integration for passwords, and then we can fill. So there is a, a growing list of apps that recognize how convenient it is, and, and they've added it, you know, kind of as a as a benefit to their users, which is great, you know, we um, definitely um, are excited to see the expanding integration there, but it just, it requires work on the on the part of the app developers, it's, it's just not native to the platform yet. Okay, that's good to know, that's, I've always was under the impression they just blocked it all together, so it's, <laughs> it's good to hear that some developers are beginning to add it in, and, and maybe if your favorite app is not working with it, which most of mine don't. Maybe a note to the developer and say, yep. hey, would you support LastPass integration? We'd love uh, to have it. Yeah, and actually, um, we, the API is on GitHub. So if you even just search, uh, or if you head to LastPass FAQs, you know, you can, you can find the link to our GitHub um, where, and you can just send that to your favorite app developer and say, hey, like, this really is not a, you know, a, a time-intensive integration. You know, I'd love to see you integrate with my favorite password manager, and you can link them to the, to the GitHub article. So, yeah, I definitely encourage any LastPass users to reach out to your favorite app developers and, and let them know. Yeah, that, that wouldn't frustrate a developer at all if some <laughs> customer said, like, hey, jackass, update your code, you know. But um, it, it, it would be helpful. I, you know, I know it has crippled uh, the Edge browser. Just when we think about the lack of integration with Edge, I was on campus at Microsoft in November speaking with the Edge team, which was really cool. We had a chance as MVPs to talk to them. And they started the whole conversation off with we know we don't integrate with LastPass, <laughs> you know, and so they are, you know, they've got some. They're trying to do some things with that browser, and and uh, it's yeah, and know, unfortunately it's taking too long. I mean, they need to get that uh, that fixed. Yeah, I've I've heard great things about it, um, and but and and I know a lot of users have let them know, you know, hey, you know, we'd really like to see integration. This is the one thing stopping me from, you know, making it my default browser. Um, so you know, I, I think they're I think they're definitely aware, and and yeah, we we definitely are eagerly awaiting an update uh, so that we can get that. You and the whole planet. <laughs> I mean, there's there's really three or four you know, extensions that are really, really important to most users when we think about the browser. And this is one of them. And uh, I think we took a look, we took a live look at their submission, you know, where they're asking for feedback and then they rank, they have people rank it. LastPass is number one or number two as far as uh, enhancements coming to be able to get that uh, the plugin installed. It's a little more complicated than that because there's a lot of things that have to happen in the browser to be able to support that. 
they're trying to be secure from the start as opposed to, you know, IE didn't have that great of a reputation uh, either, and no matter what they did to it, it was always going to be a pig. So they, you know, they're they're trying not to get there um, with it. So maybe someday we'll see that. Amber, anything else? I don't want to take you too much longer here. We we want to we appreciate your time, but anything else you want to highlight that I missed that's new in LastPass that we should probably highlight? Um. I mean, I think we covered the big stuff, you know, 4.0 redesign and uh, sharing center, emergency access. Uh, those are really, you know, the, the big the big things that, that we're really excited about. Um, you know, and um, I don't know, anything, any other questions you guys have for me or that the community has? Or, you know, Mike, I know you're kind of newer to LastPass, so I don't know if there's anything you're, you're playing around with or have questions about. Well, yeah, I just started to play around with the uh, with the notes actually to start adding some of those in, add in some you know passwords that for things around here that I don't put in, you know, like Wi-Fi is a perfect example, those sort of passwords and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool. I was actually I've been a free user this whole time mainly because I've always been on iOS and the limitations of that. I was like, well, you know, it's it's it wasn't as easy, but good to know that now you can use it with the browsers. I didn't know that either. I knew that Apple had supported extensions, but I didn't even think about the fact that LastPass would be a perfect uh, place to place to do that. So I guess my whole kind of question is I'm starting to now that I got a 16% score. Uh, I obviously have some work to do. So when I go in and I create a unique password, so like let LastPass create a very complicated password, um, going in, so let's say I'm on a computer that doesn't have my LastPass, then is there you go into your vault on your phone, and is that generally how people do it? Is, hey, I'm, I'm around, I'm at my grandma's house on her computer, let me use the vault on my phone, and then it shows the password there? Is that how it works? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple different ways you could do it. So if you have your phone and that's where you, you know, prefer to access LastPass, you could bring it up, view the password, and then just type it in, you know, on okay. the computer where, where you're logging in. The other option is just to go to the web vault. So you can go to lastpass.com on the, you know, the device that you're logging in on. Um, the only difference is if you're on lastpass.com and you don't have the extension installed, LastPass can't it can't autofill the password for you, but obviously you can still log into your vault, um, you know, and then bring up the copy password option, or um, I'm sorry, view the password and then copy it and then paste it into wherever you're logging in. So you know, yes, it's not quite as seamless because it's not autofilling for you, but you know, you still have access to all those you know super strong passwords that you generated right. and, and you can still log into your site. So either way, yeah. So multiple ways to do it and, and that's super convenient because I've never had a way to do that before and I think it's about time that I, I get on the bandwagon with strong <laughs> passwords. This, uh, Jim, I'm having the same thing you did. Now I'm scared this whole weekend is going to be going in and changing all these passwords <laughs> over to every time. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't mean to be like the bearer of doom or anything. Well, it's but. actually the bearer of like great. like saving grace. You know, it's like okay, it's we're gonna ever. save you, and yeah. you know, when a breach does happen, we're gonna be very thankful that we that we yeah. went through and did that. Because no, my biggest thing was uh, duplicate passwords. I had two weak passwords out of all of mine. Uh, a lot of duplicates. So that's my issue, which would be a big deal if there was a breach. They'd be able to go over to any other website and. Get what they want and use that. No, for sure. Right. No, it's always I always have you know since we've been doing this and on a fairly regular basis and we're trying to be more regular about twice a year and now with you guys, it's always a great reminder. It's like backups. So we always talk big time about backups right at the end of the year. It's a great time to get your you know figure out what you have, throw away the junk that you don't need, get things backed up, check them in the cloud, double check them and make sure you can get them back. Then. I like this time of year to talk about, okay, now you got your stuff backed up. Let's talk about password security. And so it's just good to remind folks we bring you in. You guys continue to do a great job of just providing us great tools uh, to be able to do this with. And so, no, it's just a good reminder from that standpoint to be able to get in there, get some things done. I, probably, I had gotten it up as high as 87% the last time we talked. I was working and working. And then I ran out of steam, and it just, well, 87 is good enough. And since then, I've added a whole bunch of new, as a blogger and a podcaster, there's tons of new podcasting services out. And so uh, I, I, I have joined them all, <laughs> you know. And so I'm sure that has brought down my score because I have kind of a default password. I use any new service I create, I create this identical password for it in the very beginning just so I don't have to kind of, because I know, you know, you, you got to go in, you got to re-verify, you got to do all this kind of stuff. And so I create this password. It's still pretty complex, but it's one I've memorized. And then the goal, 
is always to go back into LastPass <laughs> and change it. And I never do until we have this show. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, the ideal option is to get in the habit of using the, you know, the LastPass password generator. Um, I guess, you know, it kind of depends on, you know, what you're using, what you're signing up for, you know. Um. I don't want to load it sometimes. Like, I don't <laughs> want it to fill up my vault. I'm like, uh, I don't want to add this until I know I'm going to use this service mm -hmm. for a while. So that's kind of the rationale behind it. Is yeah, like, I'm I'm impressed you can keep track of it without adding it to your vault. Like if I mm -hmm. if I didn't add things to my vault, it would be lost to the world. I, I would never be able to find it again. I mean, LastPass. I mean, at this point, I've got uh, almost six years worth of logins stored, and it's just yeah. incredible. You know, the stuff that you accumulate over time, and then there's all the weird logins. You know, that you use once a year, you know, like you, you, if you pay your taxes online, you know, you use it once a year. So if I didn't have it in LastPass, I mean, I would just be resetting my password every year. Um, so well, well, because I use the same username and password in almost everything I do when I get started, <laughs> it's easy to remember those things. And then if I'm going to use it, if I'm going to keep it, then, you know, after about a week or so, then I go in, I save it, and then I change the password. And that's just kind of the way that it's worked. You know, it's kind of worked for me. I don't know. I know I don't have to do that, right? It's probably something I should. <laughs> bad <to>. habit. <laughs> I know. I know. Bad gym. Bad. <laughs> well, Amber, thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time. Uh, you got a big day coming up here uh, pretty quickly. When when does the the new one arrive? Or when day are you hoping the new one arrives? And um, the little one will arrive on uh, on or about uh, March twelfth. Oh. So. Good. Well, <laughs> yeah. So you're super close, and yeah. we wish you the very best. Thank you. On that, uh, keep us posted a little bit. Um, don't you know? Maybe a month or two after when you 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 get home, get the get the baby home, recover and uh, and settle in. Or um, uh, you can take. I hope you're gonna take a bunch of time off, uh, be able to to be home, and and uh, so we'll wish you well as you get to spend that time. Enjoy every second that you get. We've had a couple guys in our community that have had had babies recently, not Aww. them, but their wives, and uh, <laughs> they couldn't they couldn't do it. They couldn't even handle it, but their wives could. <laughs> and um, so it's been kind of fun. We actually we purchased a kind of a high tech baby monitor for one of the guys, and he's going to test it out and write about it for the blog site. And that's kind of fun to be able to do that uh, uh, for. And I know this is number one, so. Congratulations in advance. We wish you the best of luck. Thanks Thank for all you. that you do. We'll stay in touch, uh, try and catch up uh, back with the last pass in the fall. Maybe I'll do another fall visit when I come back out to, to see Sounds you guys good. and see how things are going. So thanks a ton. Mike and I will stay around, but we'll let you go, and, uh, and good luck. All right. Well, you know, as always, if you guys have any questions, just uh, shoot them my way. So thanks yeah. for having me back on, guys. All right, Amber. Good seeing you. Take care. See ya. All right, Uyghur, you got to get working on your on your passwords, dude. Uh, that's <laughs> awful. Sixteen percent. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny when you said that. I'm like, oh god. And, and they are all duplicates. They're very yeah, strong yeah. passwords. It's duplicate. Yeah. That's what it is. And that's a super common thing that happens in this password is. And I too, I have a standard password that's really secure that I've memorized. Right, it, it passes right. everything, but. You know, I use it 37 times, and it's like, oh, Jim, that's not secure. Right. See, and I separate. I have a standard password that's really secure with different endings on it that I use for different style of sites. Social media sites get one ending. Yeah. But, but but that means that I still only have like maybe four or five different passwords for all of my stuff, which I thought was a good. I'm like, that's not really that great. Yeah. Well, the great thing about LastPass is you're starting to work with it. As you sit down on a weekend and start changing passwords, is Setting up, you know, you, you can pick 12 or 16 or 14 or whatever, you could, a length. You can go in and say, hey, I want this complexity. You know, it needs to be, um, you know, you can really tighten that down with upper and lower case and, and special characters you know, special and all that characters. Stuff. Now, there's some sites that don't allow for special characters. And so you can, for those passwords, you can crank down, you know, for just for that right. site. You can kind of crank it down so it'll give you a really good password without having all those, you know, all those requirements. So it's pretty cool. And I, you know, I just the last time I did it, I just started with the the ones that listed, and I just started going in and changing them, and then I would rechange them and then test them to make sure. Okay, is LastPass logging in, making sure it's working, clean some right. things up, you know, as as far as that goes. So. Um, a good exercise to go through and uh, and take it little bits at a time, but once you get going, I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of addicting. You oh, know, I'm excited for it. You, you you start bumping that number up, and you're like, okay, wh 
what other accounts do I have? You know, what, what can <laughs> right. I? It's going to be a total tech weekend. Hannah's out of town for the entire weekend. Oh, man, you are So I'm uh, setting up the new server rack. I shouldn't call it a server rack because there's no servers in there. It's a rack that holds things. So, so where did you get this rack? Uh, Craigslist. Local. For local. Yep. Uh, a it's compact, a full rack. full, huge rack. Almost so. I went to go pick it up, and I have an SUV. It was too long. So I'd have, I'm having a buddy. We're going to go pick it up on Saturday uh, with his bigger vehicle um, for nice. $40. He That's was selling it for originally like 150 or 200, and I asked him. I was like, "Hey, I know this is super low. I'm just gonna throw it out there. 40." He's like, "Sounds good to me." I'm like, "Okay, sounds wow. good." Have, so, does it have power? It's got the power strips in the back where you can. He's got he's got some in there, but I also bought the uh, power, like you know, like a whatever you call it, up top that you can switch on from the front, and it's got okay. all the ports on the back. So, got a new switch for it. Got some shelves to put the QNAP on and the printer. We're gonna have everything in there. Uh, just kind of set up, so yeah. Nicely done. Yeah, it's it's we we need to clean it up. I I've posted a few pictures on Twitter. If people follow me on Twitter, they've seen under my desk the amount of cords, the amount of power, everything, and that that all just needs to be tidied up. So this was the uh this is the solution. So Mark Mark says if you think your PF Sense uses power, wait till you power up a server. Oh yeah, that that's been the uh, it's been what stopped me besides money too. But yeah, we we want to get into that at some point. Yeah, I'm gonna change the form factor of the uh, PF Sense box to be rack mountable, and we'll see how it goes. Nice. Yeah, and you can get some you can get some pizza boxes that fit in there that have fairly efficient CPUs and, and yeah. stuff in there. They don't always have to be power hogs. So um, uh, PDT asked, um, "Do you want a storage array?" If you're giving it out, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's what he means. He's here in Omaha, isn't he? Oh, that's right. He yeah, is. PDT or PTD? Yeah, is he? Yeah. 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 Love cool. having him uh, Mike as well. Um, Mike Howard wants you to do Unraid. Yeah. See, and I have an old box that I might do it with, but for the power consumption and the how old the computer is, it wouldn't be worth it for me. So the QNAP does great. Honestly, my QNAP is about as good as I need right now before we start needing more. So, uh, so yeah. Both Mark and. Uh, uh, Mike, now our Unraid, big Unraid fans. We we missed having Mark. We were going to have him on the show to try and uh, talk about it. We missed him last time we had Unraid on. But it's um, uh, and Ken says he's seriously considering using Unraid. So I've yeah. been watching it. Okay, so as soon as we had that show, I don't know if you watch Linus Tech Tips on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I really like Linus. I think he's great, and uh, he is huge on Unraid. I mean, there he runs an entire company, a media company. And they use, a small company, but they use Unraid for everything. And so I started to watch his installation videos and all the different boxes he has. He's got one that's got uh, like 24 SSDs in it. It's just blazing fast. And uh, he's obviously sponsored by like Kingston and everyone, so he gets these SSDs for free. But he's built some really cool Unraid boxes. Yeah, I think on that on that Unraid show, I think we said we you couldn't use SSDs. And I think I've been corrected a few times on that one saying you can add SSDs into the rack. Uh, and make it work. So we, yeah. we got a, we got quite a few comments on that show when Mike was on, and uh, there's a comment or two out on the YouTube channel if you want to take. I think it's just a comment that's out on the YouTube channel if you want to take a peek. And um, Mike, we'll thank Mike Howard for jumping in and talking Unraid uh, for us. And uh, always good to have Amber on talking LastPass uh, as we think about what's coming up here on the network. Um, it's you know, what's really weird recently is I've gotten a chance to. And I felt more free about sharing this tech network outside my. Uh, I've kept it kind of contained to the average guy Facebook page. And I've uh, the recently I've taken a chance. Uh, I shouldn't say taken a chance. I've always just wanted to separate work and podcasting. Well, two years ago when I started podcasting at work, that wall began to come down. <laughs> right. And and uh, and so now I'm kind of like why why and I I just have some old habits like I would never share the podcasts on my own personal um, news feed. It always, I'd always keep it inside people who wanted to hear about it, right? I always felt like Facebook was that family sharing and personal and, you know, work-related stuff. And then the podcast had its own place. Yeah. Well, recently I've been, I've been mixing those. And uh, so the other day, I actually, uh, actually today I met with somebody who had, I posted on LinkedIn, just my regular LinkedIn page, some of the work that we'd done. She's like, I had no idea, and she's like, that was really interesting. And so, uh, one of those things, I'm, pr- it's, you know, I, I, Home Gadget Geeks is probably going to start showing up more in just the regular news feeds of stuff that I put out there. 
and um, and it's it's been met with some pretty cool success, and I've had some folks. And we actually tonight, if Travis is still out there, so Travis is uh, Travis Archer is one of our coaches um, over on the Strengths Finder stuff that we do for Gallup, and so those worlds are colliding. I knew at some point I would have these coaches that were pretty techy that yeah. uh, would want to make their way over, and so Travis, thanks for coming out, and I think you've been out before, but. Um, I can't remember if this was your first live show or not, and uh, but if it is, great. If it's not, welcome back, and uh, always glad to have you and and have those worlds collide. Um, it's a lot of fun to have some of the Gallup folks make their way over here, and then uh, equally as fun to uh, to have that uh, reverse role. Well, it's it's interesting too. That whole share. What do you share on different social media sites, right? Yeah. Just like you talked about Facebook being family sharing. Uh, I deal with that a lot just because of the things, you know, Hannah and I are big, we're Advocare distributors, so we love Advocare products and we want to share them with people, but you don't want to bother them either. You want this to be a personal thing where you share photos and they like, so I, I totally agree. And I, so I never know the mix, but I just try and keep the mix enough that no one gets really frustrated with me and un unfriends me because of, you know, like posting certain sort of things. But, I, you know, I do post the podcast up out there because I think everyone knows me as the tech guy the podcast guy, right? So so they don't mind seeing some of my, my podcast posts on Facebook or anything like that. Yeah, um, yeah. I just, <laughs> so next week, uh, so Jamie from ring.com is scheduled for next week. And I've had, the, I've had the, so much trouble getting him on. And as I'm looking at the calendar for next week, I just realized it's, that's our uh, Gallup's annual award ceremony <laughs> next Thursday night. <laughs> God. Unfreaking believable. That is that's crazy, and I I can't I absolutely cannot change this one more time, so I will probably sneak out of the awards. Uh, Mike, I might figure out a way to have you maybe host. That's what I was wondering. This thing, maybe this is uh, I can have you get something going. I'll have my laptop. I will sneak out of the awards for an hour or so. You know, I don't. I'm not in danger of winning anything. So I think uh, I think. <laughs> Don't count yourself out yet. Well, Jim. I know, uh, but you know, it's it's um, it's. I'm pretty sure I'm off the hook, which uh, I hope so. I didn't, I didn't make any of the the awards during the year, and this is a culmination of them. And actually, I'm pretty happy about that. So it keeps keeps me off the radar for a little bit, right? But, um, especially for that night. So we'll figure out. You and I will figure out. But Jamie's here from uh, from Ring.com, and uh, we will talk about the doorbell. I think we will finally get that. Uh, we'll get that interview in with him. We've moved it four times. Uh, since November, and it uh, it will be good to get him in. Then Chris Barnes is on uh, on February 25th. Chris Barnes comes back. I just met him in D.C. a couple weeks ago, and uh, good to see Chris. He's coming on. Uh, Nilo is coming in. Actually, uh, he's from Sweden, and uh, he's going to come in. He's a, he had me on his show a ways back. He's got some new gadgets that he wants to come talk about, and uh, he's up. He thinks he's in the North Pole. That's how far north he says he is. It's Nilo from the North Pole. He's going to come in. He's going to get up at like 3 in the morning for us, Mike. I said, you sure you want to do that live? And he's like, oh, I can I can come one day uh, for that. So Nilo is going to come in and, uh, and get that done. We'll have uh, Zach Fowler coming in from the University of Nebraska at Omaha. He runs The Attic there, which is a student-run consulting organization around tech. And he's got some new gadgets that he he's going to share. Brian Freelander, he's a Microsoft MVP on the Surface team, is going to be coming back on here as well. He always talks about uh, accessibility and uh, in, in assistive tech, and so he'll be jumping in here uh, as well to talk about that. we got some dates open in uh, March and April, and, God, it's going to be summer before we know it, Mike. Right. <laughs> I'm not ready for that. I am, because that means graduation. That means no more school. For, yeah, I'll You're be not gonna so happy. Okay, I hate to see what you're going to be like. You're, you have all kinds of time when you're in school. It seems like I hate to see what it's going to be like when you actually have time on your hands. Well, the job I'm the job I'm uh, looking at is about seventy percent travel, so that'll take care of a lot of it. I'll be gone wow. a lot. Yeah. Wow. Well, okay, we'll see how that goes, and uh, <laughs> hopefully, we'll get to keep you around uh, for a while. Yeah. Remind everyone to take full advantages of all the all the resources we have. When we think about the average guy TV, love to have you jumping in in the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash. Oh, go, don't go to that one. Go to the average guy TV slash Facebook. Don't forget the mobile apps that are available for you there. Head out to homegadgetgeeks.com and get that uh, get that done on your phone. Just put it there so you have it in case of an emergency. For God's sakes, 
Like you don't want to be somewhere and it's Thursday night and it's 8 p.m. Central and you can't get to the podcast. I can't think of something more awful. Yeah, that'd be terrible. <laughs> it would just be it awful. Would. I'm surprised. We have six or seven very faithful listeners out there every week that uh, are listening to it on the app. So I, That's the exact reason I keep it on, too. Yeah. Join because yeah, sometimes you're going to need it. Get out there. Get it done. Get signed up. We want to thank you for or using the uh, the Average Guy Tech Scholarship Fund link on Amazon, theaverageguy.tv slash Amazon. We'll get you there. If you're in Canada, Mark, that's you, theaverageguy.tv slash Amazon CA. I want to thank Roger over at WLMN Radio in Grafton, West Virginia. We are broadcasting live every morning. I finally looked it up because I was like, when do we play over there? 9 a.m. Eastern, 9 to 10. And he's got some auto content because we always go a little over an hour. So I don't know if he cuts this off or he, does he let it go and then let the auto content go in? Do you you know? know, I'm not sure. I'm Roger, not sure. if you're listening, we'd like to know. Inquiring minds would like to know. And if you're listening from Grafton, West Grafton, right? Grafton, yep. West Virginia, send us a note. Still would love to know if you're you're doing that. Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. He just did uh, a studio tour video not too long ago. And it was really cool. He's got a really sweet setup there. Got to visit. It. You and I should make a road trip. Right. To visit the studios in Grafton, West Virginia. I wonder how long that would be. That'd, That'd be interesting. Be long. It's a long way from yeah. here. Yeah. It's a super long way from here, so we probably won't do that anytime soon. It would be a lot easier if you were listening from Grafton if you sent us an email. Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. I'll share that with Mike as well. Just a reminder, TheAverageGuy.tv's platform, both web and media hosting, powered by Maple Grove Partners. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from the people you know and trust. For more information, visit Maple. Grove Partners, all one word, maplegrovepartners.com. Plans start as little as $10, if, especially if you're a podcaster or a blogger. 10 bucks gets you pretty much everything you need to get it going, and even to get it going for a while. Um, his most expensive plan is 30 so uh, and you'd have to really bump it up to get that done. But maplegrovepartners.com. Had somebody contact me this week. I sent them that way, and, uh, and it's, a, it's a great deal. And you get kind of personalized service and setup. It's a great deal, um, indeed. Mike, what's going on? Uh, what do you got planned for open mic night? Open mic night, uh, like I said, so this was an off week. Next week we are back wrapping up, wrapping up all the news and stuff like that that we had this past week, uh, which which it's been kind of quiet. That's the problem because as we start to get ready for March, we start to get ready for the new Apple Watch announcement. You've got the possibility of the new kind of 5C, you know, the 5C model that was uh, released a few years ago. They haven't updated it, so now there's going to be a new version of that. And all those sort of announcements start to start to bring over, come around, but then it gets really quiet right before the announcement. So February uh, leading up to March is extremely slow for Apple news. So we're going to have some top 10s coming up in the next week, some top 10 picks from Colin and I on certain different topics, which will be a lot of fun. So we're kind of switching it up and having a little bit of fun with the show uh, in the next weeks as the news is a little slow on the Apple front. Sweet. We are live out here every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, at TheAverageGuy.tv slash live. Always appreciate when you guys come out live. I know thousands of you, 1,000, 8,000, we, we get about 1,200, Mike, to the show. You said about 18 for suit and scrubs. We're at about yep. 12. on a, man, Maybe a little more than that. I always say between 1,000 and 2,000. By the time you count YouTube, all the video RSS, both large and small, those get a couple hundred each. YouTube gets a couple hundred. Um, and we think about the RSS feed, and actually the numbers have been a little bit up on Home Gadget Geek. So we appreciate you listening and you coming out. If you made it this far into the audio, you are the top 10% of the most engaged listeners because you've been listening to us for an hour and 10 minutes. Oh, my God. Why <laughs> is what I say. No, no, we appreciate you. And they've been uh, here with Blab. It's almost been two hours. Yeah, well, almost. I'm thinking about even just our audio listeners who download this TRSS feed. I have been hearing from more and more from you guys, so I always appreciate your emails. Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. It's always good to hear from you. We, I Trust me, as a podcaster, we always appreciate your mail. Might be nice if it's for both Mike and I, if you copy him on as well. Mike at 2980networks.networks, right? S. Just singular. No S. Singular, no S. 2980network.com. Mike at 2980network.com. Yeah, I'd love that. Especially with any Apple questions, if anything revolves around that. You can, yeah. Uh, send them my way. Yeah. No, we'd love to hear from you. So send us your e email. But if you can, join us live, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, at theaverageguy.tv slash live. And with that, we'll say Good night, everybody.